like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill. You are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chilling podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Yeah. We were out making sure the generator was working, right? Yeah. Had a little trouble with it at first, but got it, got it going. So this is the next to the last main show yeah for episode or the uh, season four part a yes so you are listening to the once upon a time fan podcast and we will be discussing the episode entitled shattered sight this is the main show we're gonna hear your feedback and Mm -hmm. thoughts and that kind of thing this is episode number 260 the show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 260. Wow. I remember when we were celebrating 250. Yeah. <laughs> we're just chugging along. Ago. Yeah. And yeah, it's just incredible all that, that we've done in the last three or so years. Three plus. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So we have a number of things to discuss. And then it's the last episode. Mid-season finale. So let's go ahead and move forward. And here we go. Jeff and Colleen ain't no strangers to telling you what they think. It's about that time for views from the studio on the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. We did watch the episode again. We did. And I think I liked it more than I liked it the first time. Yeah. It was great. There were a lot of little funny things. I mean, the same things that made us laugh the first time. Right. We laughed quite heartily at them again. Yeah, it was one of those things where I believe the producers kind of wanted a little release and a little fun. Just to have fun. Because it's mm-hmm. been so kind of tense and a lot of really downer things. And Well, I think so. what it did was it offset the ridiculousness, the ridiculousness, funny stuff offset the intensity of the Shattered Sight spell. Yes, I I really enjoyed the build of the episode. I think mm-hmm. it built really well. I think the flashbacks really led well. I, I wouldn't say it was my favorite episode, but it was very, very, very good. It was amazing. Yeah. It really was. And so there was a couple of things that you noticed that I think you wanted to discuss. When we were talking, you may or not remember now. Well, I I do recall one thing. One thing that um, Ingrid kept saying was that they were special. And she referred to Emma as a special girl. And I actually have gone back and started watching the series from the very beginning. And in the pilot episode, Mm. Mary Margaret actually refers to Henry as a special boy. 
So it it just was a nice little tie-in for me. That was that was really what I got out of it. I did get a bit of a fantasy island kind of thought when I was watching this. Is it, people always well people would love to remove certain parts of their life. Mm. And this kind of gets into the whole grumpy slash dreamy little speech he did in season one about pain. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to keep my pain. Mm-hmm. It makes me grumpy. It makes me who I am. And right. so you wouldn't want to remove certain parts of your past, maybe, mm-hmm. because it helps you get to where you are. And we saw that with Ingrid taking Emma's memories and also it led into the the whole note from Elsa and Anna's mother mm-hmm. of how bad it was mm-hmm. that she felt removing Ingrid from their history of everyone in yeah in Ingrid the and Helga both mm-hmm. just no memory of them whatsoever right I mean that's that's kind of crazy and so when Emma got her memories back and Elsa as well you could see that they put all of it together mm-hmm. and it all made sense, yeah. even with the parts of it that were painful. And you remember you mentioned in First Thoughts is the memory that Ingrid pulled out was actually a good one. But then there were the bad ones, like remember the discussion that Emma had with Ingrid or Sarah in the ice cream shop Mm -hmm. was was not good and that's what prompted her to remove her memories at that point and so life is not about just a certain memory section of a time it's about going past it it's about growing through it it's about building on it and how things can change and then you could just see that when they put those memories back that it all made sense it did and and the the words that ingrid was saying is she thought that she was doing this whole you will love me for real and all she, she thought that she was doing it but actually fate there's something outside of her mm-hmm. she thought she was in control mm-hmm. but there was something far bigger than her outside of her that was in control and she had no she didn't realize mm-hmm. it because at the end of it they did love her absolutely so, it was very much like yeah. when she and emma were in the jail and they were talking and she said, you're going to do the last thing you think you'll do. You're going to let me leave. You're going to let me go. Right. And she did. So she was prophetically speaking to her about exactly what was going to happen. And it was true. And it sounded horrible. And Emma was like, no way, it's never going to happen. But it was the absolute truth. And yet again, here she does the same exact thing. She had, you know, this little thing of you're going to love me for real. And at the end, they did love her for real because they really did love her at one point in time. One of the other things I was thinking about was the fact that Ingrid had said that these were the good memories. That's yeah. all they are is the good okay. memories. And yeah. I, and when I when I watched it again, I went, wait, wait, wait. no, no, no. Those are your good memories. Mm. They're not necessarily theirs because there was a point where, you know, a couple of those memories for Emma were not pleasant and a couple of the memories for else I'm sure we're not pleasant. So it's that whole thing of I'm giving you back your good memories. No, no, no. They were good memories for you, but they were not necessarily good for them. I mean, especially the memory of her wanting to try and get Emma to stop the car, you know, when she was 16 and had no idea what, you know, didn't believe in magic at all. So it's just, 
it was kind of a funny little thing that it was her perception that those memories were good memories. Yeah. Another thing I saw too is that one of my favorite movies is uh, The Sandlot in that the new kid comes to town and kind of joins this baseball team with this group of friends. But there was one kid in this group that taught the new kid Mm -hmm. the the ropes. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed is there was a couple of people that did that for the Once Upon a Time characters. Mm -hmm. Elsa did that, I believe, a number of times for Emma. Yeah. She would stand behind her and say, you can do this. Yeah. Don't just, you can do this. Mm -hmm. The encourager, the helper, the, 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 the helper. And also we saw it again with Ingrid Mm -hmm. and young Emma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's saying, just, okay, focus. Don't, don't let this worry you. Don't worry about all this. Just focus. Try it again. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it could be a Yoda. It could be all these kind of different helpers that come alongside. But that's what I noticed this time is that. You are not powerful on your own. You need other people. And, you know, no man is an island and all this kind of stuff. But I, I noticed that this time. Mm-hmm. And it really was even from the beginning, as Elsa said, I can't control my power unless my sister's here. That was the initial thing. She had to find her sister to control her power. Right. And then... Uh, she she learned to embrace who she is. Yes, yes. And then she was able to control it herself. The other thing that I noticed that actually I didn't come up with on my own, but I thought it was kind of funny and I wanted to share this, which it just made me laugh because it is kind of funny. The end, the the reunion was wonderful, but they forgot. They kind of left Kristoff knocked out on the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Kristoff. Poor Kristoff. He gets left out. He wasn't included in the whole, you you, you can't hurt me or my sister. He got left out from Anna's, you know, directive to Rumple when he sent her back. And now she knocks him out and leaves him on the beach to go, you know, help everybody. And instead of running to go grab him and wake him up, let's just stroll into town and say hello to everybody and have a little reunion. There was another thing I, I noticed as well is when they were all under the shattered sight spell, mm-hmm. curse, mm-hmm. whatever, and they... We're speaking their true, deep down feelings about mm-hmm. the other person or persons that, you know, Kristoff and, and Charming and Snow and all these different things. I think in reality, when love is involved outside of any kind of crazy shattered sight curses, you say all those things, you say, but I love you anyway. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear that. All we no. heard is my life was easier before. It was me and Sven and, and Ice. And now I'm involved with you and your crazy sister and your crazy aunt. It's just wild and all this stuff. You know, I don't think I can do that. And then, and then we carry back to when he was in the sheriff's office watching Snow and Charming mm-hmm. argue. I, if this is marriage, I don't, I don't want any of it. Yeah. You know, and then mad at 30 year gap and waiting and all this kind of thing. But. You know, love, you know, like we talked about before, helps you kind of step over all those idiosyncrasies with people yeah. and all the things that frustrate you and all that. But anyway, that's that's what well, I that's took the away point with is that. that Shattered Sight doesn't allow you to pull the love out of it. It just says it's only feelings the in the moment, right, right then. Right. Heat of the moment, mm-hmm. no love, just right. pure, unadulterated anger and frustration. Yep. 
and it, it was nice. And I think I mentioned it before. It was that Anna and Elsa were the, especially Anna had been under it before. Mm-hmm. And she, she was running around trying to tell people, look, look, you're under a spell. And even though those are, you know, tragic, weird things, they're actually, you know. It's the spell talking. Right. It's the spell. And, and trying to kind of help people. Because she'd been through it before, and I, I think that is the thing that that I noticed before is that you know in life there's people that have been through certain things, and unless you have been through certain things that you're trying to help somebody with, there's no way to really help them. Yeah. And so she's kind of running around being a shattered sight spell survivor, yeah. trying to help all these people that are under the spell. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of yeah. cool as well. It was so. very cool. It's a great episode. It really yes. was. I mean, I loved it as much, if not more, the second time around as well. So I was, it was nice. I loved it until the end. I, I kind of, it bugged me that uh, Rumple just kind of strolled off and left Belle in there, and you know, alone with Hook. Yeah, who so. has nothing to lose because if he thinks he's going to die tomorrow, then you know all he has to do is tell Belle exactly what's going on and he can actually show evidence of what's going on right. to her and all he has to do is tell her and that'll just really jack up Rumpel's plans. The other thing I think you pointed out was the fact that Rumpel doesn't seem to have any real motive for going out into the world other than to just take over the world. Right. Like before it was always I need to go find my son and now it's I just want power. I just want to leave and cleave myself from the dark one dagger and and they will fear me. It's like, okay. I, I wish there was some kind of concrete end arc point. There doesn't that we seem could to be to. any noble cause for this. Right. And that's the problem is that's what I think I'm having the most problem with as well is I love Rumpel. But, you know, he had noble reasons for doing some of the st- things he did as terrible as they were. They were somewhat motivated by some, a noble cause. But in this case, he doesn't have one. What I'm also kind of bothered by and now I'm curious to know is if he cleaves himself from the Dark One Dagger, does that destroy the Dark One Dagger? Or mm. does that leave it open for somebody else to take the Dark One Dagger and become the Dark One? That's a good point. And because if the rules are you have to kill the Dark One in order to take the dagger, does that mean that if he cleaves himself from it, now it's who did, who who gets it? Who becomes the Dark One? And is the dagger kind of like the ring in Lord of the Rings as a call to people? With somebody like could, an Archie. Could it be that Hook mm. could take over the Dark One because he doesn't have his heart? Mm. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, if Rumpel's going to not be the Dark One anymore because he has the hat, then Hook could end up being the Dark One. Yeah. Or Henry. I mean, any anything yeah. is really possible. Yeah. I, you know, and we've never really kind of dove into, as far as the show mythology, is how does that... I mean, there's there have been tales about this Dark One dagger, mm-hmm. but how does it act? Does it really call well, out the, to someone? How did the first one first dark one become the dark one right i hope we get that story i really do because that would be very interesting so a lot of really cool things i would love to see rumple out in the real world in magic in the real world how would he do we we saw a snippet of that when he went to new york Mm -hmm. just a little bit of i thought we were going to see more but we didn't see that much of magic in the real world no so I'm I'm interested. I'm interested to see the new baddies and what's going on. And 
you know, maybe Rumple does leave and then he can take some time off from filming for a while. Mm. And maybe they need him to defeat these three baddies. Mm-hmm. And then they they call him back and try and get him back. So it's it's a bit like they did with the whole New York t- uh, storyline when Hook had to go and bring Emma back. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. lost like we all have to go back. That's the way this works. So well, and here's the other thing: we're also making a really huge assumption that the truth of the hat is that he would have unlimited powers and he wouldn't be beholden to the dagger right. anymore. What if that's all kind of a trick a ruse and what if yeah what if he gets tricked and then he cleaves himself from the dagger and he has no magic at all right that would be kind of boring i i have to be really brutally honest it would be interesting to see him try to get the magic back yeah and maybe maybe that's the point is he cleaves himself from the dagger and he has to use the hat which he thinks is really magical but it's really actually not or maybe it opens up to a whole new world and and maybe that takes his magic away maybe and then maybe Maybe Regina has to teach him magic again. That would be interesting. Who knows? There's so many possibilities. So still, you know, I know that there is some, there are some folks that are just Mm -hmm. disillusioned with the show. But I mean, just in the conversation that we've had right here, I'm still committed to this show. I'm totally, I'm totally excited. I really am interested to see where they go. Yeah. Missteps and I will, I will tell you, having gone back and watched the first four episodes again of season one, it's really renewed my passion for the show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that I didn't have it. I just, it's really just bolstered it more than anything else. So there, you know, as much as I loved the show up to this point, it's really bolstering it quite a bit. So it's kind of exciting. And I, I really, I think we find things in the show that, interest us and i think that's mm-hmm. what makes this podcast different than other podcasts so i'm well, yeah. we're, we're still on board we're still chugging forward and let's go to some great emails sweet hey everybody thanks for dropping us a line at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com let's take a look at what you all had to say hey wait a minute where's the mailbag we have to be quiet because the mailbag is next to the rain dog lady. She's sleeping. Yeah, she <laughs> so is. we'll start with the first email. This okay. is from Alina. Mm-hmm. Alina had a couple of thoughts that I did want to highlight. And one is that Ingrid, when she was wandering around Boston, reminded me of Enchanted. And that's yeah. that's true. Yeah. One of the things I noticed, too, was that the, uh, the punkers mm-hmm. looked. Ingrid, like she was completely crazy and lunatic, which is funny because most people back in the 80s, early 80s, would look at punkers like they were crazy and out of this world. So, And that probably was a little tip of the hat to the the people that were on social media saying, you know, why doesn't the evil queen dress like normal people? Why is she still in her snow? <laughs> and they were saying, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll keep this theme going. She was the same way back in Boston yeah. in 1982. Uh, well, also, she, that's how she was in the Enchanted Forest or Arendelle, whichever one she was in. Right. Yeah. And the only time she did change is when she was Sarah Foster right. at the ice cream store. Right. So, Which, I think we talked about this, but yeah. Sarah Foster. Foster's Freeze. Foster Mother. Yeah, Foster Mother. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she picked the name Foster. Mm-hmm. She was a foster parent. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Alina also said there was a Dalmatian toy. Remember in the little claw machine? Mm-hmm. 
So that was a bit of a yes. hint and very good. Alina, yes, thank you for your email. This is from Chris Tipton. And Chris said, uh, wow, doctor, every episode is getting better somehow. I think this may be my favorite episode of the season. Top five for sure. Amazing. So here is Chris's top five. Number five, Ingrid and the Psychic. How hilarious was it when she called her a sorceress and she totally had Ingrid going? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, very hilarious. Did Ingrid leave the jewel with the charlatan? Nice freebie. And it was kind of. Yeah, you know, I mean, it looked like a costume jewelry, and I was kind of shocked that the the uh, psychic kind of looked at her and go, "Really, costume jewelry? Okay, wow." Well, so. I think more in that it was supposed to be real, and mm-hmm. she n- understood the power of it and thought, "If this woman is so naive as to give me something so valuable, so be it." And that's why I think she figured she could swindle her. Number four, Emma and Ingrid's backstory. And cool to see more of this plot filled in. How did Ingrid adopt Emma in the first place? It was so funny how she manipulated Emma and Kevin with the spiders. He was a real jerkwad. Yeah, he was indeed. Too bad they didn't show him getting uh, failed on by them. And it's true. I mean, I kind of expected more. But it's nice that they set things up and then in your mind you kind of played it all through. And that's why she Mm -hmm. stayed. Mm -hmm. It, it, It made sense. Nice continuity with Emma causing lights to flicker because of her magic pretty much her whole Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Now, it makes more sense to me when her magic was out of control. All the electrical stuff was going crazy. Uh, It makes me appreciate the plot a little more. I couldn't believe Ingrid put Emma in front of the car. Too insane even for her. But I still think that, that Ingrid was kind of taken by the whole mention of Harry Potter and all that. And that she worked with her with that claw machine. It was almost like, yes, of course. This makes perfect sense. So, In a way, the only reason why I think it made some sort of sense is that Ingrid came to this world thinking she could actually still use her powers. Right? Mm-hmm. She When she threw her hands at the the medium, the psychic... And nothing happened. That should have been a huge clue to her, and magic didn't work here in this land. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she would force Emma in front of a car was her thinking, maybe if Emma can conjure her powers, maybe I can get mine. I don't know. You know what I mean? It should have made sense to her. It shouldn't. She shouldn't have tested Emma like that. But that's yeah. just... Anyway. Uh Chris also was asking about, I really want to know what happened with her when everyone was taken back in Pan's curse. So the different memories and that kind of mm, a thing. Mm-hmm, That's an interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. question. I, I think Ingrid's memory little take her out or maybe was done first. And so maybe it was just outside of that. So it, which, which part? Ingrid's take her outer? Well, okay. Are you talking uh, about... I'm glad- I'm glad it actually made sense how Emma met Ingrid in season one and lost her memories. I just really want to know what happened with her when everyone was taken back in Pan's curse. Uh, Maybe she got out of town before it got there because she could leave. Also, Emma saying, what is that your pet rock absolutely killed me? So anyway, Mm -hmm. there's more pieces in the puzzle. Yeah, I I agree. That that is kind of an interesting thing. You kind of go, wait, what did happen with her and Pan's curse? 
Number three, Rumpel's plan. I'm so excited to see how this unfolds. He literally threatened the whole town, or I'm sorry, the whole world in this episode. I'm starting to think he will kill Hook, and that's going to cause an uproar. If <laughs> Chris, that happens. Just saying, Chris. Oh, yeah. It really seems that's where they're going, again, with the uproar, Chris. That's going mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to break the internet more than Chris Kardashian. <laughs> I, again, Kardashian? Ex- yeah, I expect... I again expected Belle to overhear Rumple, but I suppose she was too busy sleeping. I actually agree with Colleen as I think Hook's going to wake her up and tell her, even though it could cause really bad things to happen. And l- listen, if Hook tells her outs uh, Gold, mm-hmm. Rumpel, yep. and then Gold kills him because of that, mm-hmm. it will be worth it, though, because the truth came out. Right. It will be very sad. Oh, my God. You have no idea how sad. But it will be for a good reason. It'll be for a very good reason. Unfortunately. Number two. Don't hate me. I'm just talking here, uh, everybody. Uh, Everyone under the spell. Snowing's interaction was amazing. Mm -hmm. Very nice callbacks to season one Mm -hmm. when they were falling in love. That's true. Mm -hmm. When Snow said she was a murderer and she wasn't sorry for killing the evil queen's mommy, it was Mm -hmm. chilling and horrifying. I don't think she meant it, though. I think that was just her. Anyway, one of my favorite. I think she did. Okay. I think she absolutely meant it. All right. One of my favorite moments of the episode, Anna being hurt by Kristoff's words were heartbreaking. She's Mm -hmm. absolutely adorable. I agree. She is. Grumpy and the rest of the dwarves fighting was so satisfying. Also, Granny and her crossbow. Well, Granny didn't have much. The crossbow much. Happy she, she took it. Well, but she got it back, though. Oh, okay. She did get it back because when she goes, watch out, yeah. to hook as he walked past her. Got it. She had the crossbow in her hand. All right. All she right. was going after somebody. And it was nice, um, just a bit of an off thing, is when Doc and Granny had a nice hug moment mm-hmm. when it was all, the curse was broken. Yeah, it was cute. All right, I'll continue with uh, Chris's email here. I lost it when Will tried to hit hook and missed and ran into the wall. So epic. I have to wonder if there were any fatalities with all the arrows flying around. I, yeah, I bet you the Miata got an arrow. <laughs> the, that Miata always has trouble. Doc's, Doc's Miata, Ma- Doc's Miata, yeah, stepped on by Tiny, and there's always some trouble. But really quickly, the the 1920s boxer stance that yes, that. Right. Will had that was hilarious. It reminded me. It was me, almost like a drunk stance, like a drunk yeah. trying to be uh-huh. a legitimate boxer, but very. It was very cartoonish. Nineteen twenties. It was very funny. I wonder if they brought up the old. Uh, there's a anyway. I'll continue. Yeah. Uh, lastly, of course, Snow and Regina's epic battle. I felt like all Oncers have been waiting four years for this. So good. <laughs> Jenny plays a great evil Snow. Mm-hmm. I was ten. Mm-hmm. Number one, the resolutions. Emma figuring out Regina's hate was an antidote to the love mm-hmm. of the ribbons was clever. Mm-hmm. And and it was. It wasn't at first. It was kind of like, really? They went there? But I watched it a second time. Mm-hmm. And when they said, the love has no equal, it was kind of like somebody reading a clue out loud to somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. And then they kind of stopped and they, wait a minute, equal. Wait a minute. What about the opposite? And then it made sense right. to me. And then I, right. I said, okay. All right. Uh, so the resolution of what was in the bottle was equally as satisfying. I really didn't see this coming. And um, it was nice that they put the little, what was it? A, a, 
a bit of it, right? Mm-hmm. What are we talking the about? The shard of the memory thing on the letter in the stamp. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was – no, no, no. There was a, there was a, a actual stone there okay. that was right. embedded in the wax. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> cool. It was the memory stone. It was embedded mm-hmm. in the wax. little teeny part of it. Yeah. Or a small one. Who knew Gerda kept all those memories and would want everyone to get them back? Yeah. Anna and Kristoff on the beach was so cute. I love you. You're amazing. You're unconscious. Mm-hmm. Finally, of course, the Snow Queen's resolution. This had to be the best ending to a villain. Mm-hmm. Sacrifi- Ingrid sacrificing herself for everyone after how evil she was. I can't even put into words how amazing it was. Here at the end, and knowing her whole story... She definitely was the best villain yet. This was an amazing ending. Regina and snowing, laughing about Regina wearing the evil queen outfit was great. Rumpel walking down the street, putting on his coat at the end of the episode was just unnerving. Totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. I am totally, perfectly in agreement with you. Next week is going to be phenomenal. Uh, seven out of five pet rocks, Chris Tipton. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank you. Chris, for that. Uh, this email email is from Trace. Hi, Colleen, Jeff, and all oncers. All stay consistent and give Colleen <laughs> top billing once again. All right. She <laughs> appreciates you. that. <laughs> I do. Yes. I like the episode very much. One of the best. If I had any negative comments, it would be I didn't get enough. I wanted more shattered sight badness, more angry dwarfs. dwarfs Mm-hmm. More granny with a crossbow and a redo for Will Scarlet. That was a bit wonky. <laughs> I laughed out loud so many times. What am I wearing? Classic. <laughs> Snow and Regina fight was hilarious. I really did want to see Robin and Regina together under the spell. That, yeah. Uh, Robin was left out of that whole thing. He was. And Marion. We haven't seen Marion. Well, Marion's been hidden away. I, She's I on know, ice. but... Well, hopefully, there's no point to show ice. Hopefully, we'll see that resolve tomorrow uh-huh. night. Yeah. Hopefully. And to- Ooh. I think I know how. Okay. Ingrid is gone. Right. Her magic is done. Huh? Okay. The ice wall will be frozen as well. And unfrozen, unfrozen mm-hmm. I should say. So, Marion probably will come off of ice. Okay. And then the next part of the story. And she'll be without her heart, and then yeah. Regina will have to put it in. And that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be a, definitely a dramatic moment. Uh-huh. Giving the heart back yeah. to unless, the other love. Unless, much like when Ingrid froze Helga, she touched her and she disintegrated. Hmm. If Robin goes to touch her and she disintegrates because her heart's not in her body, hmm. that would be real interesting. Yes. A nice clean way to to tie up that little storyline. Yep. But something tells me they're not going to do that. No. It would not be dramatic enough. That would be a no, nice No, cuz then ending. we got to have Regina Robin still having an affair. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that's where they're going to go. I have a feeling, mm-hmm. but we'll see. You never know. And too bad this wasn't the 2-hour episode. The whole episode felt a bit rushed. Mm. Is all I'm saying. R&R will have to resolve the Marion thing this week. Mm-hmm. Get ready, Evil Regals fans. Not going to end well for that ship, I fear. No, probably not. What a beautiful and epic sacrifice by Ingrid. I totally agree. And I just want to interject this really fast. Is that 
just the look on Ingrid's face mm-hmm. was so incredible once she realized the truth of the letter and that she got what she wanted. Yeah. She got and exactly it was what she so, wanted. so incredible. And the whole, what have I done? Yeah. We've heard that before. Right. And now off the top of my head, I can't think of where we've heard that. Well, a number of times, it's just the realization of, you know, all your life. Emma, yeah. Emma said that a couple of times when she attacked Henry on accident. Mm-hmm. All your life, you've thought something that you've been wronged in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And then you may hear the other side of the story and you've been wrong. And you thought from your point of view that you had full right to be angry or upset or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all your life, you've been chasing for this, this mirage of something. That, that will make you feel better or right. make you Vindicate get you. back at something. And you just go and you go and you go and you get it. And then you get the rest of the information. And you say, what have I done? Mm-hmm. I've, I've hurt all these people. I've right. left all this behind right. for this. And, and that was her. It was like, I... It's really tough when you are filled with righteous anger because mm-hmm. you believe you have every right to be angry and it's for the wrong reason. Yeah. Because you didn't have all the information. That's I've been there. It's really not fun. Mm-hmm. It's really not fun. Because you do, you sit there and go, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. What What have I? What did I say to people? What did I, whoa. I mean, even just some of the thoughts you have that you don't mm-hmm. express out loud, it's pretty, it's pretty bad, actually. Yeah, it's I mean, that's fun. a couple of things they've had in this show is revenge is bad and resentment is bad and holding all these things, you know, against somebody else. That's true. So, you know, Ingrid having this moment of finally getting resolution and closure and the truth, mm-hmm. the full truth yeah. from all different sides. Yeah. And she now got that moment. And then she, it woke her up out of her own curse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then she said... I, what have I done? Yeah. I, I have to fix this. And there's only one way. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I I just want to say this line. She sacrificed herself for all of us. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let that sit there and mm-hmm. I'll continue to read this email. It was visually stunning and add her dialogue along with the fantastic music. Wow. And and I have to say, the the music at the end, the little kind of solo coral yeah it reminded me of a a twilight but you also mentioned it reminded you of made me feel very much like titanic actually yeah yeah very very james horner-ish yep it was good uh i'll continue with the email sorry trace there's a lot of great things that are coming (laughs) up here i watched it several times i think by far the best ending for any villain thus far in the series i agree and because i I think i agree I'll just leave it at that. She well, got the love of her sisters. Right. She always wanted. Awesome. In the end, she wasn't a villain. Right. That's why it was a perfect ending for her. Because it was the redemption that we've been waiting for. We waited for that redemption with Zelina, and it never came. Right. Peter Pan never happened. Yeah. Regina, it has happened. Mm-hmm. So as satisfying as it is for us with Regina, having a villain that's, you know, kind of come into the game a little later than everybody else it's kind of nice when they go out redeemed yeah and it's a good point saying that not all villains are evil 
Right. Right? They don't all end up bad. She she became a hero at the end. Well, a, a character that's fully fleshed out and fully developed, you learn that an evil character isn't just bad. Right. Right. And actually, so. it's a very huge contrast to the reality of what's going to happen with Rumpel. Well, and Rumpel is think. the <clears throat> Rumpel's the polar opposite he is. of Exactly. Ingrid. So. That's a that was a funny little pun too, by the way. Polar. Polar opposite. Yep. Yeah, cuz yeah. he's he's claiming he's going to be the hero. And I don't think that's going to happen. No. Elizabeth Lyle. Lale. Lale. For the love of Pete. <laughs> wow, you and last names Nail. Think nail, Lale. Okay. Pale. Elizabeth Lale. Rail. Hail. And Elizabeth Mitchell deserve a standing ovation yeah. for their character portrayals this year. Oh my gosh. I uh, I agree, although I enjoyed the flashback uh Elizabeth Mitchell scenes. Oh. Especially in this episode. Elizabeth there Mitchell. Because there was more more to there was more depth in, in how far she went in her character. Just Elizabeth, a little, yeah. Elizabeth so. Mitchell is fantastic, and the fact that I know a lot of people kind of go, she just talks so quietly and so like this. I understand that, but that's what makes her so good, and especially when you get that range. I mean, the fear that she had when Emma ran away—you could hear that in her voice. Mm-hmm. The panic, you know, when she felt that she had been wrong. What have I done? The, right. the the remorse, the regret, the love that she felt for her, you know, her nieces and even for Emma, who she almost adopted. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. definite range. Yeah. And Elizabeth Mitchell, she's been fantastic. I've loved her and everything I've seen her in. I've never been disappointed in her, in her performance in anything. So, and then Elizabeth Lale, oh my gosh, that young lady mm-hmm. is going places. That's a name to remember because she is ridiculously good. She is perfect Anna, just perfection. I would love to see her in something else just because, I mean, I love to see her stretch, but I absolutely this, adore her as Anna. She's fantastic. This is not in the email, but this is the one no, no, thing no. Yeah. I, I want to say right here is that Abby Ross playing the young Emma was mm-hmm. almost... A complete mirror image of Emma. I mean, I was watching her and just, she really got mm-hmm. all the Emma-isms. And it was really, really, really fascinating to watch. But, okay, mm-hmm. let me continue with the email. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Lale and Elizabeth Mitchell deserve a standing ovation for their character, character portrayals this year. Agreed. Amazing acting. Mm-hmm. Did Rumpel drug Bell? That's a good question. Or was she really tired? <laughs> Ugh, Rumple. I know. There's well, a lot of people. It was kind of the middle of the night, so that's the only okay. reason why I say she was. She, there's a really good chance she was just asleep, and yeah, it's possible he may have put her to sleep temporarily. Mm. But I think I think she's actually faking a lot of it. I think she's very keenly aware of what's going on. It'd be fun for Hook to find up a wake up spell or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And wake her up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. unrumple, rumple. Yeah. I will continue with the email. I need for Belle to find out and have the truth be told. Yep. Looking forward to the trio of terror. And I think they are teaming up to get the hat from Rumple. Hmm. That'd Very be possible. Great. That is my guess for why these ladies are here. Villains love power. I want Emma to get Hook back his heart. 
that would be a sweet ending to have Emma save her love instead of lose him this time. Love your podcast. Big love to everyone. Can't wait till Sunday. Trace. Thank you so much, Trace, Thank you. for and, that and email. Let us kind of... That's a really good point to talk through is the three baddies that are coming. Mm -hmm. Are they after the hat? And then that leads me to the question of, okay, so let's just say that Rumpel is able to cleave himself from the dagger and he does have the hat. He's now the target. He's going to need an apprentice to help him, Mm. isn't he? Yeah. Right? True. Which makes Henry a great little target for that. True. And Henry being a special boy. And Emma being a special girl, they both may have magical powers, and maybe Henry doesn't know that he has them. And I know he he's interested in learning them. So I think that that's you know something to look forward to. But the other thing I was thinking is, you know, when you have something that other people want, you're now kind of not safe. You're mm-hmm. a target, and it makes your life interesting. So Rumple thinking that all he has to do is get Belle and Henry outside the storybook city limits. With the hat is going to keep him safe. Hmm. Something tells me that's not the case, and it won't keep no. Henry and Belle safe either. Right. All right. The next email is from Brad. Greetings, Jeff and Colleen. Make sure to cover your eyes because this ain't snow falling from the sky. Here are a few things I learned this week on the episode Shattered Sight. Number one, Ingrid wasn't falling for the old basement of the Alamo routine. No, she was not. <laughs> and she wasn't looking for a bike either. Nope. Oh, some of you youngsters don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Number two, even happy has a dark side. That's true. Don't yeah. break his stein either. Well, yeah. You do that or turn on a he's shattered sight. He's going to be less than happy. Number three, carrot sherbet is an excellent memory enhancer. Yeah. Carrot That's true. sherbet. That's, That's what funny. she melted. Well, yeah. Which is funny, if actually, if you think about it, and it just now dawned on me. Sight. Yeah. Carrot. Carrots yeah. are really good for your sight. Yes, indeed. Number four, there's right, there's a right way and a wrong way to swaddle. And put toilet paper on the roll, by the way. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. No, this makes sense to me. No, this is wrong. There is you one ask way. anybody on Facebook. There is one way to put toilet paper on a roll. Or swaddle a baby. And actually, I'm... Man. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Number five, updating the sheriff's station was being fast-tracked. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number six, Hook may wear the same outfit every day, but he's still the cleanest pirate in town. <laughs> well, yeah. I love that he did say that. That did make me laugh. But I bathe rather frequently. <laughs> yes. Number seven, Dopey loves some snowflakes. He does. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you watch that deleted scene, he knows a lot more than he's mm-hmm. not saying, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Will Scarlet definitely needs to take some self-defense classes. That's true. <laughs> and update it a little bit. Maybe take that uh, uh, Mao Gao or whatever, that fighting like they did. Krav Maga? Yeah. The fighting they did in Born Identity. He needs that. Krav Maga. We could use anything, like a, That's, a phone book or it's something. It's Israeli yes. army tactical training. I love the Born Identity movies. I know oh. you do. I know anyway. You. I'll never achieve that. Honey, ever. even Taekwondo would be an update from when he yes. stands portrayed. All right. Uh, number nine, never wake a sleeping baby unless you're. Per- be- uh, okay, let me try it again. Number nine, never wake a sleeping baby unless you're prepared to die. <laughs> I will continue and mad my own things with a sword by Snow White. Mm hmm. 
But I guess any mom would pretty much kill you if you woke you the know sleeping what? baby. Yeah. When my sister's kids were little tiny, oh, yeah. anytime my mom wanted to go in there and wake up the babies, yep. my sister came unglued. I'm glad there were no swords in the house. Yeah. Number 10. Now we know the real reason Whale has been keeping a low profile this season. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. The yeah. other man. Yeah. The other man. Yeah. Maybe hey, Papa. One night stand. Uh, no, not uh, even close. Uh, Observations, shattered sight, although the spell made for some hilarious moments with Regina and the Charmings, overall, I was disappointed. As so many people were immune, this could have pushed the story forward, revealing secrets and inner feelings. I think leaving out Hook, Rumple, Belle, Blue, and Robin was a big mistake. It took ten episodes to build to this dramatic and epic spell, but the whole thing felt boxed in and uneventful. Just letting one person find Gold's dagger or having someone like Blue out on a rampage would have been amazing. I also felt we were cheated out of a much-needed interaction with Belle, confronting Gold under the spell. I think that may be tomorrow. I'm, I have a I, feeling I think, we're going to see Belle come, yeah. come at Rumple with some information that he doesn't think she knows. Yeah, I hope we do. All right, uh, Gold's happy ending. At this moment, the show is on the verge of something amazing. If it actually allows Gold to free himself of the dagger and leave the town with his magic, if Gold has given up, if Gold has given up being a better man, let him go all out. Let Gold win. That way, when he finally meets his demise, it will be much more glorious. Push him to the edge of ultimate power, then break him. Once a man has given up all his morals to be the most powerful person in the world, there's nothing left for him. All he has is the empty feeling of everything he has lost in order to become that man. Mm-hmm. To make Rumpel lose, they must first let him win. Hmm. Hmm. True indeed. Same ending, different villain. The show seems to be following the same pattern with its villains ever since season two. What do Cora, Greg, Tamara, Peter Pan, Wicked Witch, and Snow Queen all have in common? They're all dead. Hopefully 4B is going to give us a fresh new conclusion other than death. That's true. And we did point out there was something different in the death with the Snow Queen. Sure. There was redemption involved. I, but I agree with what he's saying. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice for her to stay. It would have been but cool if they would have been anyway. able to find a way to keep her around. That would have been awesome. But on the other hand, it made it that much more amazing to have her recognize that even though death was not ideal and she would have been happy staying with Emma, Elsa, and Anna, she actually is reunited with her sisters. And isn't that what happens to all of us in the end anyway? Yep. We all die at some point in time. So. Yes, indeed. Just saying. At the end of the season, oh my gosh, I I have to sign in now. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Uh, at the end of last season, fans were going crazy about Regina possibly turning evil again when she said, I missed you after changing into the evil queen's attire. For a second, I thought... There may be some residual effects. Could you imagine Adam and Eddie releasing a still picture of Regina as the evil queen at the beginning of this season? 
The way Regina and the Charming started laughing after the spell was broken was genius. It's a perfect response to people who thought Regina was going to give up everything after all the progress she had made. Regina this season has been an A-plus for me. Gold the coward. When Gold locked up Bell, he said it was to protect himself. What a coward. He couldn't even hear the truth that would come out of Bell's mouth about him. Snow and Charming locked himself in a cell right next to each other. Anna stayed right by Kristoff's side uh, while handcuffed to a desk. But the most powerful man in Storybrooke didn't want to be anywhere near his woman when the spell was cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good point. Ingrid, a villain. I've loved Ingrid through this whole season, and as you know, I never really perceived her as a villain. Her story arc was amazing, and the pulled on my heartstrings in just the right places. I just wish she didn't have to die. The scenes with young Emma were some of the best scenes this season. I really would have liked to see more of her in Storybrooke as Ingrid and not as a Snow Queen. Yeah. The Claw, when young... Uh, liar, liar. Okay. The Claw, when young Emma's using the machine to grab the Dalmatian, it reminded me of the Claw from Toy Story. That's another mm-hmm. one. Yep. There even appear to be green aliens mixed in with the plush animals. which And is, there probably were. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much uh, for that. And I will continue on. Uh, give me a moment here. need to uh, log in. Okay. Well. Okay. All right. Uh, burning questions. How did Ingrid keep the ice cream cold before the magic? When she first showed up in Storybrooke, there was no magic yet. They used mm-hmm. this as a plot device to figure out Ingrid was the Snow Queen. But if she was at any given Sunday, when Emma first came to town, it doesn't make any sense. Much like Storybrooke Animal Shelter just disappeared. Shh, maybe the fans won't notice. <laughs> Did the preview for the winter finale give away too much? I realize the Frozen storyline is wrapping up and they want to give viewers interested but loyal fans still watch without revealing major spoilers. I also understand that this information uh, was long on the internet long before the preview. But I feel it takes away from the element of surprise for people who wanted to stay spoiler-free. Yeah, that's a good point. We know that there was casting involved, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. yeah. yeah I understand. That's the problem is, unfortunately, in this day and age, there's very little that you can yeah. actually avoid when it's so blatant like that. Because in the past, they did st- at, like an, a, a convention or expo or something. They showed yeah. something. A lot of times, yeah. Like they revealed... I mean. A lot of people knew Ariel was coming, but then they played the thing at Comic-Con, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, we know they can keep a secret, as we saw with Elsa uh, at that reveal. So Mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, That is... Well, actually, the only one that's kind of a new character that we haven't seen is Cruella. We've already seen Maleficent. Yes. We've already seen Ursula. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Maleficent or Cruella is the new would be, would have been a new one that they could have kept a mystery. Yeah, but again, you know. Anyway, we're not in charge of publicity because no. if we were, there'd be no spoilers of any kind at all anywhere. Well, and then there'd be a lot of sad people. Well, yeah, just bugging and searching. 
mm-hmm. around. And yes. Continue. All right. So what I want to do now is play a little more of the message from Mr. Eric Lang. And now I have it here. Yay. Here we go, Mr. Eric Lang. Take it away. And I can tell you that when we were shooting in Vancouver and pouring down rain in 30-degree weather, and I was wearing what amounted to uh, 15 pounds of fur on my back, what I really wanted to be doing was sitting in my trailer listening to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. But alas, I had to stand out in the rain. Um, but no, honestly, we had uh, such a great time. I had such a great time working on that show. Such a great group of people to work with and for. Um, I was honored to be part of the little Lost crossover crew uh, coming from Lost Once Upon a Time and, and joined that little club. Um, it really is such a great experience. I have nothing bad to say about it. It's a great show. I'm glad you all enjoy it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, uh, hello and, uh, hope everyone's well. Oh, gosh. Oh, man, I gotta go. Someone just fell in the moat. Okay. I hope you guys are well and, uh, enjoy listening to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks. Isn't that the most fun? He is the most fun. I, I really, I enjoyed Lost. I enjoyed him on Lost. Oh, yeah. He was great but on Lost. But he is a great, great guy. I, I loved it. I thought so. it was fantastic. But and, and I hope that person that fell in the moat's okay. But yeah. you know what? I'm pretty sure if he went to go get them, they're, he rescued them. I'm sure he did. Yes. So let us tweet some love to at yeah. Mr. Eric Lang yes. on Twitter mm-hmm. and thank him for taking time to call in and leave his message and podcast intro for us. And really, we are so thankful mm-hmm. that these great, great actors are taking time to call in mm-hmm. and uh, leave messages. So thank you yeah, so much for that. We appreciate that. that a Absolutely. Lot. And I know you guys as fans do too. Yeah. Hearing little snippets here and there from from actors that you know you've appreciated on the show. I mean, just think one of the big questions that we had as Once Upon a Time fans is what about Cora's backstory? Yeah. Where did she come from? Yeah. What happened to her? And we got it. And Eric Lang was a part of that. Yeah, he and was. bleeding through. We yeah. saw that pre, you know, Cora story that we saw in season 2. Yeah. So, it was fantastic. So, thank you again so much. Please tweet some love to him. You mean season 3? Season three. Not two. Three. Well, okay. But Cora was in two. I know she was in two, but we didn't see him in season right, two. We saw true. him in season but, three. Well, we wondered how she got right. to season two. Right. That's what I meant. All right. So we are screaming toward the end. We are. Tomorrow is the final episode of 4A. Yep. And then we have a three-month break. Actually, and a little more than three months. Little months, yeah. A little more than three months. And we uh, will return, once upon a time, we'll return on March 1st. Yay. With, I believe, it's Darkness on the Edge of Town. I hmm. believe that's the title okay. Okay. of it. And so we're going to be taking the uh, Once Upon a Time fan podcast break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may hear us in interviews on other podcasts. We're very, very humbled that that is happening. Mm-hmm. We may do some other little podcast test things here and there, but once upon a time, we're taking a hiatus off. So please 
enjoy the time off and you mm-hmm. know read, watch other shows, or if you want to watch Once Upon a Time, that's cool. So until next time, I want to wish everyone big love. Big love is so big you can't keep it all to yourself, and why would you? Take what you need, pass on the rest to somebody else, and at this time, maybe it's buying them a coffee, buying them some lunch, dinner, something. Spread some love around. Mm-hmm. Give it on to somebody else, and it will continue to be given. Yep. And until tomorrow, until first thoughts, this is Jeff and Colleen Roney saying bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Take care. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333 Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, the voice of Steve podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at facebook.com slash voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do, from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.